Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Yo, 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 everybody, good morning, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on a Sunday morning, of course, it's that being said, our Sunday morning tradition that continues here, one week away from week number one, actually, if you talk about Thursday's game, uh, that's when it is actually going on, but, I mean, Really, when you talk about week number one, you don't talk about a Thursday night game. You talk about Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And that's what it's all about. So we're only seven days away from Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And some news coming out, big news. I mean, the Broncos have let a couple of guys go away. T.J. Ward, gone, former indoor guy. So I had to make mention of that. That having been said, it's more the bigger story for the Broncos. The Broncos, really, 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 the Denver Broncos, (laughs) I don't know, I, I can't, I mean, I don't know, flavor of the month, I don't know, the Denver Broncos right there do exactly what I didn't expect them to do. They go out and get their quarterback back. How does that happen? It's really confusing to me. They go back and get Brock Osweiler, guys. I'm going to tell you, and my buttons aren't working here. Wow, interesting. I'm going to refresh. I, I was going to bring in the noise for some things that have happened in the NFL, um, and, that, and that's one of them. So my question that I have in reality is, is what I said about the Broncos or the uh, Browns was correct. Brock Osweiler was going to give him some victories. I mean, you don't go get Brock Osweiler if you don't expect him to win games for you. I'm not saying this right nor wrong. I'm just saying it is what it is. And since it is what it is, you've got to give some credence to what I said. Then we're going to make the Browns better. Okay, now remember, they only won one game last year, okay? So it doesn't take that much to be that much better. But I'm telling you, I think Brock Osweiler would have got him five games. And the Broncos think that they can get him more. He can get him more. Better team, more games. I, I love being right. And this just proves it. Brock Osweiler is not the worst addition to a football team if you don't have a quarterback. Now, uh, and I'm, here's one thing I'm going to put out there. It, this obviously proves another one of my theories. People don't want Colin Kaepernick, period. They don't want him. 
they, and they don't want him not because of his color of his skin. They don't want him because he really, really made a mistake. And that mistake was obviously moving forward with what he was doing and how it affected people as far as their feelings toward him. I have a hard time, and I'll put it out there. I have a hard time. I don't care what color you are. You're standing in front of me white or whatever color you want to be, standing for the national anthem, I got a little bit of a problem with you. And I don't care what color you are. And I don't think I'm very far away from too many other people's feelings about that. And that Broncos just proved it too. They don't want Colin Kaepernick. I don't know what the answer, if there was an answer, to that question to John Elway. Don't know what it was, nor is it relevant. Simple fact of the matter is they don't want the guy. Good, better, and different, how great he supposedly still is and all this other crap. They don't want him. They, they were offended by what he did. Not saying what he was protesting is wrong. I, I, and I'm tired, by the way, Sonny Clark is tired of defending that because I don't believe that for one second. And I'm also not buying the fact that, uh, you know, you shouldn't question the protest. What else would have, what else would have bothered you, Sonny? What else? I mean, not standing for the, the national, what else? I'm, I'm going to tell you there's not much else that would probably change my mind. You, you got to understand, our co-host on this show is a military man. And the disrespect out of that whole thing puts me in the position where I look at at, uh, Colin Kaepernick as a punk. I don't like the fact that he is urinating on all the graves of the guys that gave him the right to act like a punk and be punkish. That don't make him much better. And, I, and, I'm t- and, and I'm putting it out there. I'm sick and tired of, you know, whether you're black or not, you're coming down on Sonny Clark because I'm offended by what he did. I just have to sit and take it and be okay with the fact that he's insulted not only my co-host, but all the many people in this military. I'm tired of defending that. And like I said, it could have been a white guy, and I'd feel the same way. But it wasn't. So I'm supposed to change my opinion because he's black? No. I'm not going to do that, and I'm tired of answering for it. It's real simple. I go back to that, you know, I don't mean to offend you, but. But. And if I have to be okay with it just because he's Colin Kaepernick and he's black, screw you. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to have the reverse racism thrown back in my face. And, folks, I've answered this question quite a bit this week. 
for what reason this week? I don't know. Maybe it's because we're close to week number one, and Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have his punk ass out on a on a football uh, team. Guess what? He deserves it. My brother, who I I'm going to tell you right now, I disagree with probably 40% of the time on what he says. I'm full agreement with that. He went out and did something. He didn't expect the magnitude of the offense that he was causing. And since he didn't do that, since he didn't see it, it's gotten out of control, and now he's not there. Already got an email. What are the Denver Broncos getting Brock Osweiler for? Because, you know, since Colin Kaepernick is available and they wanted him at one point. Well, duh. I'm tired of this. All right? This is simple. I offended you, but I'm tired of it. And and I'm not going to take it just because the guy's black. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to have that reverse racism thrown at me for my understanding about what's going on. Just because he's black, I have to take that just because he's got quote-unquote talent, which, by the way, has diminished. And if you don't want to admit it, you're not watching football. Okay? If you don't want to watch football and analyze it, that's fine. If you just want to see the color of his skin and he can throw a football – then go ahead and be that way. But you're going to be biased, and I'm going to call you the racist. I'm, t- I'm telling you I'm tired of the Colin Kaepernick story, and I'm calling it the way it is. His punk-ass move by doing what he did on September 11th last year, he should have been bitch-slapped right when it happened. And he's suffering the consequences of his punk-ass move. And if you want to come back to me and say Colin Kaepernick is better than Brock Osweiler, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't watch film. Brock Osweiler is not a great quarterback. Neither is Colin Kaepernick. But look at John Elway. John Elway just, you know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he answered to the question, well, you know, Colin Kaepernick was available. You wanted him at one point. Oh, come here and win, got him. Well, duh. If they wanted them at one point and now they don't want them, I offended you, but, and I'm tired of that. And he, he urinated on all the graves of our soldiers that give their life for him to be a punk-ass bitch. And I, I'm tired of that conversation. I get emails on this a lot, by the way, thinking that I am the racist. No, if you can't look at Colin Kaepernick's performance for the last three years and say just because he's got quote-unquote talent and someone else takes someone or another shot on someone with the same talent or maybe a little bit less but with a le- you know, lot less problems, guess what? That's what you get when you're Colin Kaepernick and you piss on the grave and slap my co-host in the face. That's what happens. And if you, if you can't see past that, then you're the racist, not me. And I won't put up with it. It, it, It's inexcusable. And speaking of my co-host, I'm going to... For some reason, man, my buttons are not working because I'm hitting that Cuervo entrance. Come on, because it sounds so... 
I'm going to bring him in anyway. I'm going to bring him in the fine co-host of this program. It's Cuervo. How you doing, Cuervo? Good morning. Good morning, Sonny. How are you? Oh, I'm fired up. I don't know if you can tell or not. I'm, I'm fired yeah, up. Yeah, I know. I, just, uh, unbelievable. You know, Brock Osweiler <laughs> is probably going to be a Denver Bronco, which, by the way, proves my point that, yes, Brock Osweiler was going to win the Cleveland Browns some games because, let's be honest, okay, there are other quarterbacks out there, but the experience factor that Brock Osweiler does and for the fact that he played on that football team, uh, you know, he's now expected to do a little bit more because he's on a contending football team, Cuervo. So I think my prediction of the fact that he was going to make the Cleveland Browns win more games, you know, and be better is true. I don't think John Elway would go after him if he didn't think he had at least enough talent to help this team, who's defensively pretty damn well, and just an average guy at the quarterback. Maybe he can get back in the rhythm with a good offense uh, on a good football team. Yeah, and he knows the offense already, so uh, that kind of helps out in the benefit of the Broncos. But you know what it also makes me wonder, too, Sonny, is how much confidence do they have in the guys they have already or the guys that were already <laughs> on the roster? Yeah, it's not <laughs> much. It's So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how much they're willing or they're going to be able to sign him for if the deal is finalized. Uh, yeah. Because that's the main reason he left in the first place. He wanted too much money, and the Broncos were like, mm, no thanks, we'll pass. So mm, it, it's going to be no. interesting to see. Uh, how much they're going to be able to bring him back for, and um, that that'll tell the story in itself. But yeah, it just kind of makes me think about, you know, how much how much confidence is there in Simeon and Paxton Lynch? Oh, of course. Well, it, it, well, and the thing is that on the, on the whole thing, as far as Lynch is concerned, Lynch is, is actually hurt. That's the reason why they're bringing him back. Um, <clears throat> so that's my understanding. I don't know if I read the wrong thing, but. Paxton Lynch gets hurt. They go ahead. They bring him back here. And since they bring him back, uh, the it's reportedly a $775,000 deal. Okay, big-time savings. And, yeah, if you're the Broncos, yeah, I'll take Brock Osweiler for less than a mil. I'm going to tell you right now. And, and that right there also says something to the effect, remember, this was the football team that was – pursuing Colin Kaepernick and the talks broke down because mm-hmm. of money. Okay. That's why the whole thing broke down. So that having been said, the effect, it, it, I think it proves the effect of what Colin Kaepernick did was to such a magnitude. And all you got to do is look at the ratings. The, 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 the finals that came out, it proved that what Colin Kaepernick did affected what the NFL is doing. There is an article out there that says that people are turning away, especially Thursday night, by the way. Um, One of the main reasons why that the watching numbers have gone down in the NFL and the magnitude of what he did, which, by the way, for a protest is wonderful, but it took away from the protest and put it on something else, which is patriotism or, you know, Colin Kaepernick being punk ass bitch. All right. So that whole thing, when you look at the, when you look at it as a whole, the magnitude, and, and here's the thing, he has to accept the consequences 
of that move, and that consequence is Colin Kaepernick not on an NFL squad. It is, and, you know, a lot of people still want to throw the race card out there because I, I heard the comments you were just mentioning, and, and I think it's yes. silly to, to make it, a, a, you know, it's because he's black thing. Well, here's the thing, too. It's, I mean, if we're, if we're going to be honest, let's, let's put the cards on the table. No team wants to deal with the questions that are going to come with, hey, so uh, how are you going to deal with uh, – what are you going to do if Colin decides to not uh, stand for the national anthem? Uh, how are you going to handle that? Nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to answer those questions. So that, that's your number one reason why he's not on an NFL squad right now. I agree. At the same Big time, time, at the same time, Sonny, I, I've I've started to have a different perspective on it. Um, I'm starting to feel like if a team secretly, truly is interested, now's the time to go get him. And the reason I say that is because his value right now is probably at an all-time low. And, and you just mentioned Brock Osweiler possibly. Uh, signed with the Broncos for less than a mil, you could probably at least entertain the idea of doing the same thing with Colin Kaepernick. You could probably Absolutely. get him for about a million bucks, maybe 900000 something like that. So if there's a team that is secretly, truly interested in him, I think now's the time to do it because, like I said, um, you know, to me, I think the value's at an all-time low. Um, teams just want no part of the distractions and the questions that come with it. At Absolutely. the same time, though, I think I think it's gotten to the point now, Sonny, where teams are overreacting to the situation. And what I mean by overreacting is teams that feel like it, it's going to be a huge media circus, I really don't think it is. I honestly don't think it is. I think the media itself has made this thing bigger than what it is. And I think a team that brings them in, it'll probably just be business as usual. Um, I I honestly feel like you have that, that honest, candid talk with him and see where his mind is from there. I, th- I think it could be just business as usual for an NFL team, even with a Colin Kaepernick on their squad. So that's why I feel like right now, I mean, with the, with the, the regular season four days away, I think now's the time to go get them if you're a team that really wants to pursue it. That's the huge thing. Do they want to pursue them? There's some teams out there with quarterback problems, as we all know, as we went over you know all the divisions here in the last three or four weeks. And there's a lot of teams out there with quarterback situations or in need of a backup quarterback, and they're still not pulling the trigger on this guy. Um, And I think you're right. As the dates get closer and realizing after week number one, I think is also a good time as well for teams to look at it because after week number one and the performance of what you see from your starter yeah, it's a knee-jerk reaction, but at least it's a knee-jerk reaction as far as a backup quarterback is concerned. I think that also helps Colin Kaepernick if it's going to happen. I'm, I'm putting it out there, Cuervo. I don't think anybody wants any part of this because of the fact 
of the distraction. I think you're right to a point. As far as the football team is concerned, as far as on the field, it's business as usual. I don't think the players even give a rip about the whole damn thing in reality. But it's the yes, front exactly. office and yeah, it's the front office and other people are gonna have to answer for it. And that's one of the things. I mean, you bring Colin Kaepernick on board, you might have to hire a, a publicist in order to deal with it. Or if you uh, or at least get more people on one issue to try to knock it down, get it out of the media, and make it not uh, make it not as a big move as what we're hearing about. So, it, I mean, it mm-hmm. is what it is, you know, it, and it is really simple in my mind. And I, I people always say, Sonny, you're just too simplistic. But when you make a bold move like that, you've got to take the consequences of what's coming your way. And if you're Colin Kaepernick, what's coming your way is you're going to be sitting on your couch week one. Now, maybe week two, week three, there'll be an opportunity. However, I'll put that out there as an asterisk. I don't think he's going to play, but here's the asterisk. A big-time team losing their big-time quarterback, and there won't be anybody else out there. It's going to be tough for them not to really seriously look at it, but the question will be is how much will they actually put that in the public before they actually sign them? That would be the big question. Yeah, um, and, you know, again, I mean, it's just how how are they going to handle if that situation comes up where he decides, no, I'm not going to stand. No, I'm not going to take a knee. not going to do it. you know, it just got to be prepared to answer those questions. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really feel like um, <clears throat> there. I think there's teams right now that could use him. And I feel oh, yeah. like those teams that, that aren't jumping on the opportunity right now, they're going to pay for it later when the quarterback that they do have, say, goes down and then they're in the world of hurt. And the team I'm talking about specifically is the New York Jets. The New York Jets need Colin Kaepernick. They need him bad. So why the Jets haven't swallowed the pride and say, look, we need to come up with a plan to uh, be able to talk to Colin, uh, you know, see where his head is at, whatever, whatever and come up with a plan to answer these questions. We're going to work with you, man. Like, hey, wh- yep. what happened happened. That was a year ago, okay? It was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you still want to be patriotic, blah, 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 that's fine. Hey, <laughs> New York is the place where, you'll, you're, you you know, your name will be heard and where you can take that stance that you choose to make. But uh, at the same time, though, uh, be tasteful with, be respectful with, Whatever stands you decide to take, don't just don't disrespect the American colors. Um, and as long as you could do that, we want you to be a New York Jet. I mean, I think Jets I, need to swallow their pride, Sonny. I mean, if if they really, think I it's, agree. It, you know, just like the other thirty-two teams, they think it's that bad. Still, a year later, it's such a big deal. A year later, that that they want no part of it. And that's what I mean by teams are overreacting. It's been a year now. And, you know, it's going to get media if, if a team signs them. It's going to get some media attention. Sure it is. 
but I think it, it, it's just like, you know, any other incident that comes up. You talk about it for a week or two, and then we move on. Because that's what we right. do. We move on. As Amer- we want the new hot story. Once Colin Kaepernick signs with the New York Jets, is no longer a hot story. Everybody's answered the questions that the media wants to bombard them with. We're going to move on. It's a new season. Three weeks later. And, You're and, right. And it's going to, yeah, and it's going to be done with. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Teams just need to swallow their pride, Sonny. Stop overthinking the situation. And if you need him, go get him. I'm telling you. And right now, you can get him for so cheap that it's laughable. I'm telling you, exactly. get, I'm telling you, Sonny, you can get him for less than $2 bucks right now. Without because question. the media and everybody else is crapping on him so bad that I'm telling you, his value right now, Sonny, is at an all-time low. This is when you get, it's just like it's just like the real estate, uh, you know, business. When 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 it stuffs, you know, the market is is down. That's when you go and you buy because it, that's because it's going to turn around eventually, and you're going to make yeah. all kinds of money, and you're going to be happy. You're going to be a happy man, so poor woman. So that's why I'm saying, Sonny, right now his value is at all-time low. That's when you go and you buy. You go buy now before a team winds up with an injury, like the Lions. And they're like, oh, crap, Matthew Stafford's hurt. What do we do now? Hey, guess exactly. what? Hey, Colin Kaepernick's available. Oh, uh, well, guess what? The, uh, the price just went up $5 million. What do you say, Detroit? Now their hands are tied. And they're like, crap. Absolutely. We could have yeah. gotten him. For two million three weeks ago, two weeks ago, boy, are we stupid. Tanya, it's going to happen, Sonny. Hey, Cuervo, the price goes up as the year goes on in reality for Colin. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing for Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. as far as his yes, money sir. is concerned, because the value will be there. You, you, you can, if you want to lie to yourself all you want, you can do so. But that value, it goes up. As, the, as soon as the season goes on because of the, the desperation of a certain team. Now, I don't think that value goes up on the Cleveland Browns or, you know, teams that are just really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right now, when I think about bottom of the barrel teams, there are definitely few. I mean, the, the Cleveland Browns have to come to mind when you think about that as far as as far as a team not grabbing them up. Pittsburgh isn't going to grab them up. They, they're set and ready to go. Um, you know, so, you know, there are certain teams that don't need a quarterback and they trust their backup situation, and then there are some teams that it doesn't matter. Another team I think you can think of in reality, Cuervo, the Buffalo Bills at the quarterback position. Maybe a little bit. I, I mean, and by the way, just a note on what you're talking about as far as the Jets are concerned. That news might even go out faster because that that area, New York, with the media the way it is, it will pound for one day, one day, and then move on to the next issue. That's New York media. Now, granted, if they go to mm-hmm. Buffalo and he goes to Buffalo, well, there's not much going on in Buffalo, okay? So it's going to be the hot and heavy news for a, for a while. So it's another reason why he won't maybe go in there but if they would have made that move a long time ago, that is the big question. I mean, the, the fact that the Jets don't want to move on this guy, it, it, I am in full agreement with you, Cuervo. There, I think that out of all the teams in the NFL, 
okay, that you expect to be well, or expect to be good. And you can say whatever you want about the Jets and their record and all that other stuff. You still now still think that the Jets have been moving forward in a positive position with the hiring of the coach and all the other things that you expect them to make moves to be good. And them not making a move for Colin Kaepernick, I think I agree with you. And I've said it before, we all jumped on this whole thing. There are certain teams that would benefit from a Colin Kaepernick on their football team. And one of them I put out there at the time, and this was like a month ago on this show, I said, the, the Buffalo Bills are one and the New York Jets are one if they want to settle with mediocrity. And right now there's a couple of teams out there at the quarterback position that are mediocre or even worse. Right, exactly. And, and, and the, the Jets just pop out at me because you think about who they have and it's just like, oh, God. Oh God. Like, yeah. what were y'all thinking? Like, <laughs> and then they – and then – on top of that, they just traded their best defensive player, arguably, for for a third string wide receiver. Yeah, third string wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's going uh, on? And see, and that that makes me um, wonder about what's going on up there in New York, Cuervo. I mean, it's, and I'm not uh, talking about the Giants. I'm talking about the J E T Jets, Jets, Jets. I I mean, to me. When I, when I look at a football team like the New York Jets and what they got starting at the quarterback position tells me this is a throwaway year and they're not expecting anything uh, and they're just going to make their money for this year before they decide to start moving and wheeling and dealing to get the guy that they need guys that they need for next year. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know, Sonny. I, I mean, it just it makes me wonder if they're just gonna uh what's the word i'm looking for tank the season to yes. to get one of these these quarterbacks that are coming out next year um at least don't make it so obvious you know if you're the jets don't make it so obvious that's what your plan is um because well, like i said i mean it's just Cuervo. i mean I, you know you I, I mean, I, I don't know what they got going on up there, okay? But there's not much better than Matt Forte up there. They cut Matt Forte. The general mm-hmm. manager just walked up to him and said that he wasn't going to be traded and the teams are going to hold on to his guaranteed salary. He, he gets the money, but he's not a Jet. I mean, I, I'm sorry. You know, and that's what scares when I see moves like this. And the one that you were talking about with the trade, and the fact that they have no quarterback. If you're a Jet fan, I'm going to tell you right now. I think if I was really one of these kind of fans that were so rabid, I think I might even show up at their door. I think I might start a rally on going. What the hell are you thinking about? There are three other teams in the AFC West: the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and you. Uh, you know. We know the Patriots are going to win this division, okay? But what you've got to do is get yourself in line for a wild card, and the Jets are not mm-hmm. doing it at all. It, it's, it's pretty sad. Oh, it's very sad, Sonny. I mean, it just – it, like you said, I mean, it kind of – you had that feeling like, okay, things are moving in the right direction for them. They, they hired Todd Bowles from Arizona. Uh, yeah. They had made – they had gotten Forte and Marshall – 
you know, trying to put some pieces around uh, of Ryan Fitzpatrick at the time. And, you know, they, they signed Darrell Revis. They get Antonio Cromartie back. You know, but the old band, the defensive band is back together. And, you know, here we are three years later, and the, the team just looks unbelievably different. Okay. Yep. Then, like I said, they just traded Sheldon Richardson for for Seattle's what third string receiver. You could, at least you could have at least gotten, you know, tried to get uh, uh, Doug Baldwin. You know, I mean, you're talking about an All Pro defensive tackle that you just traded away. If you needed a receiver that bad, you probably could have gotten at least tried to get Baldwin. And they they're just like, no, we'll take Hurst instead. Really? By the like, way, I don't know. It just yeah. it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah. By the way, I'm 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 incorrect on Forte. Um, there, there's trade speculations for him and everything else. Um, the four million bucks, I don't think they'll suck up. Um, but I, that was a mistake on my part. I thought he had gotten released, and he's they, they they've been trying to dump that that contract since they got you know pretty much got him four million bucks. They're not very uh, excited about that. And let's be honest, there's not too many teams out in the NFL that are going to pay four million bucks for for any running back. Never mind to be in Matt Forte. We all know what he brings to the table, whether it's mm-hmm. in running the football or catching the ball. In that, no no team out there is going to be spending the money four million bucks on any uh, running back unless you are a guy that is taking over the league and Forte as much as I like him, he's not taking over the league and no one's going to sign the guy for $4 million. So he's going to be stuck there. But then I want to know as far as, and, and still right there, if the Jets are so willing to trade this guy, where are they thinking that as well? You, you know, yeah, you got more money in the guy that you want, but why don't you get the best out of them while you can for $4 million? Um, at, you know, because not too many teams are going to be on there. I, but what I think, that kind of move, Getting it out in the public like that makes the players mad. And when you got a guy that's making a guaranteed four million, regardless what they do, that can piss off a of Matt Forte. And you watch next year; he'll be on a different football team, and he'll and he can't wait to play the Jets if he's going to play him somewhere in the division, whether it be any other team or just a team that gets to play him. He he'll, he'll be foaming at the mouth to get back at him. Oh, absolutely, Sonny. I mean that. You know, quarterbacks could sit here and say that they don't think about revenge on their old team and things that that's that's a crock. All right. That's I don't buy that's it. one of the first things that's one of the first things that guys look at is you know, when when they're playing for a new team now, they're like, Okay, um I'll be playing them yeah, who's on the schedule? Is it, are we playing the old team, my old team? If they are, it's like they circle that one. I mean Yep. It's at now, a lot of times they'll tell you that they're not thinking that way and it's just one game at a time and blah, blah, blah. But, no, it, it, I, I don't believe that for one second. Players have yeah. they have emotions, you know. They want to get revenge on their old teams. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you do it in a professional way and, you know, you take it out on the field and, and leave it all on the field, hey, to me, that that's that's what the game's about, you know. That's how you do so, it. That's right. Well, let's do this now. Your team doesn't play until Monday. 
Now, I'm not talking about the Chicago Bears. I'm talking about Tennessee. We're going to take a step back into college a little bit because week number one, no great big surprises in reality out there, Cuervo, except the fact that Florida State could not stand up to Alabama at all. Um, I, that, that game right there was one that, you know, I kind of dozed through a lot of games yesterday because I wanted to be awake for the Arkansas State game um, last night, which, by the way, they put the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers on notice. Um, that having been said, when I, when I look at college football, you know, nothing really big, nothing out of the ordinary, no great big uh, upsets that I'm aware of. A- am I missing one, Cuervo? Did I miss any upsets that happened yesterday? Um, you know, I'm, now that I think about it, I don't remember any upsets. Um, Real upsets. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you, got, you got teams that are in the, you know, someone's got to lose in their ranked players and play, uh, ranked teams and stuff like that. I'll be honest, I didn't expect Florida State to play or to get the victory. So I didn't see it as an upset. The upset portion of it is how bad the offense was. Um, the defense, I mean, was out on the football field, and you give Alabama too much time on the offense, they're going to wear you down defensively. And that's all you saw in that game in reality. So what I think was put on notice regarding Florida State, you better do something about your offense before you get too far into the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Florida State's got some things to figure out on offense. But, um, yeah, no, 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 uh, no major upsets or anything, but – I do want to say, Sonny, um, a big shout-out to Big Blue Nation, to the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I want to say thank you for uh, beating the dog crap out of Florida like you guys did yesterday (laughs) as a a Tennessee fan. Anything that beats Florida, right? (laughs) Yeah, it warmed my heart so much to see Florida get smacked around the way they did. So, and, and for people that think 17, of, I think was the score, if I remember, I I I, I, really, I did fade in and out of that one, but yeah, that was yeah. Uh, and it really yeah. should have been thirty-three to three, Sonny, because those fourteen of those seventeen points were on pick sixes. Like, come on, yes. So, so that to me, I, I think I don't think that the game was much more of a blowout than what the score indicated. So, um, again, yeah. To the Michigan, to the Michigan Nation, the Big Blue Nation, Sonny Clark included. Thank you, Absolutely. thank you, thank you. Hey, but your team's got a pretty good. You, your team has got a pretty good battle on Monday, uh, Cuervo. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Georgia Tech. You know they're not always a good football team, but let's be honest. I mean, since their head coach is gone and everything, uh, you know now they got new guys. But you still can't sleep on this team. And I'm not sure who's favored in this game, Cuervo. I mean, I don't know if you know who's favored in it on Monday night. But um, Mm -hmm. that, I think, I'm not a proponent of putting Monday night football for college. But I think this is a good quality game for a Monday night football game as far as college is concerned. I think they're, they're, they're both right there. They're, they're about the same team, and unfortunately someone's got to win this one. I don't think any of these two teams have anything where they, that they're better than the other team by, by so much of a stretch that we're going to see a blowout or 
a certain side of the ball not show up. Right, and just to answer your question, Sonny, uh, Tennessee is favored by three uh, in this game. So uh, I, I don't. I think you're right. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a very close game. The thing that that I'm going to be anxious to see with with Tennessee is the new quarterback. Um, yep. To me, that's what's that's what's got me kind of interested in, in in you know. Obviously, I want to see the game regardless, but um, yeah. But I want to I want to know how how our new quarterback is. And, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure who it's going to be because there's, there's two guys that, that they're looking at being, uh, you know, the replacement for Joshua Dobbs. They've got uh Quentin Dor- Dormady. I think his name is, um, right. he, he's more of a mobile guy. And then they have Jarrett, uh, Gort- Gortano, He's he's a freshman, but he's a more pocket traditional pocket guy. So I would love to just say, hey, let's go with the pocket guy. But you're talking about a redshirt freshman uh, that uh, probably never he hasn't seen the field yet. So that would make me very nervous as a Tennessee fan if that guy came out starting this football game. So yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what they do. And actually, there was one upset. I mean, if you want to call it an upset. I actually didn't get on air to say this, but I was telling people at work, watch that Texas game. Watch that Texas game because I think you're going to be surprised. And the main reason why is is that as great of a coach is as – oh, geez, the thing just slipped my head. He just came from Houston. As great of a coach as he is – Tom Herman, thank you. As great of a coach as he is, I don't expect him to go around and turn around to a a program – all in one game. Because when you look at Texas, now, I'm not saying that Charlie Strong was not part of the problem because he was, okay? I just want to put that out there. All right, but it was still the talent that they had, the attitude of this talent. And, boy, they played it up in the media. We're going to change the – we're going to go change the mentality of this team. You know, everybody's sitting up. That'll change everybody, you know. That didn't come to pass. That didn't come to fruition with with Herman, you know, walking into Texas. And not only that, Cuervo, they lost by 10. That could have been worse um, in reality. That having been said, that was probably about really the only big upset that happened yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it it, it wasn't upset as far as the rankings are concerned. But, uh, you know, for people that thought – Texas was going to be this whole new program after one game with Tom Herman as their new head coach. Um, you're just fooling yourself. You're you're just going to disappoint yourself because it's going to you take don't more than that. The culture might, in one training camp, Cuervo. Yeah, exactly. So you know, all these Texas fans, you know, I'm sure there's some idiots out there like fire fire Tom Herman. He's worthless. No, no, no. He's He's the best thing that's going to happen to Texas since Mac Brown. So, um, don't you know? Let's stop with the FireTomHerman.com website and <laughs> all this other nonsense. Like, give 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 it some time, okay? Next year, Texas is going to be good. Okay, this year it's next, going to be growing pains. It's going to be rough, absolutely. But next year, Texas and, is going to be a lot better than what they want, than people realize. 
And next year it's a little more acceptable to do the fire time Herman thing in week number one. Um, this year it's not acceptable at all. Uh, he's got to change the culture. And let's be honest. I'm going to tell you what the culture of Texas is. Laziness. Because a lot of it, as far as the talent is concerned, Cuervo, they think the greatest mm-hmm. talent in the world comes from Texas. They don't go outside of Texas too much to be, you know, bringing guys in to play. They like to hang out. They like to find the better players amongst around here. And now, granted, they got my boy Charles Amenahu on the defensive side of the ball, which was a Rowlett Eagle, which was wonderful. It's nice to see. But, frankly, as much as I love Charles Amenahu, there were better players uh, with better attitudes, I imagine, outside of Texas. Um, so I think that's one of the problems with the Texas brand um, not going outside of Texas too much to bring in too, too many guys. I think, I, I think I saw a statistic somewhere that 60% of the, um, 60% of the um, roster is at Texas or at least has Texas ties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, there's no doubt about it, Sonny. A lot of the, the talent pool around the nation, or, you know, whatnot comes from the state of Texas because, I mean, <clears throat> it, Friday nights. That's it's, that's what it's about. It's about high school football. Um, yep, you know, I football was there. Is is it, it, it's, a, uh, it's a it's a it's not even tradition. It's a culture down there. Like yep. Friday night is football. It's football night. High school football. That's what it's all about. And then obviously Saturday is Texas UT, and Sundays. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's just the way it goes down there. So. Um, yep. But I mean you've got talent from the state of Florida. You got talent here in California. You've got talent down in Texas. You've got talent in Georgia. I mean, it's all over the place. So, yeah, I'm surprised that Texas doesn't kind of branch out more than they normally do. And then and there's nothing wrong with staying in the state of Texas because you're going to find plenty of talent there. I just it just surprises me that with such a big program that they don't uh, they don't branch out a little bit more. Yeah, I think they do. I think and, and, and I think Herman I think will realize that and and get them out there. But you know where where it's at now. Uh, this the fact that the Texas Longhorns lost yesterday that did not shock me. Now and, and, and by the way Maryland by, Maryland is no football powerhouse. Okay. Um, and, and that's what scares me about what we're going to be able to see this season as far as Texas is concerned. And you getting back to what you said, I think is huge is the growing pains. Exactly. Yeah. And there's going to be growing pains this year. There's going to be games aside from yesterday. There's going to be other games that they're going to be favored to win or they should win. And it just won't happen. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be more upsets. So for Texas fans, all I can tell you is just hold on tight this year. Um, you know, don't, don't start up the, the website just yet and let, let the season ride through. But next year, be ready. The expectation needs to be there. Well, they should be. And that's because that's the reason why Herman was hired in the first place. So I think there's an understanding for Tom Herman to get it under control this year and be ready for next year. I, I, I honestly believe that because as much as Texas football is a tradition, 
you, you got to be able to get um, what I call the mulligan for your first year. Um, just forget that it even tried. Get out there and see what you can get. See what you have in the players, and then obviously you're going to have to move forward and try to figure out what you're going to be able to do to bring in more recruits. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Uh, but, yeah, college football really uh, not a lot of big surprises out there yesterday. Um, you know, there's a game going on tonight, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, the Virginias, um, West Virginia and Virginia Tech. That's what it is. Uh, tonight uh, that happens. So, um, you know, I think it's really a good time of the year uh, to see where guys are and where they started out in most teams that are – but I will say this, Cuervo, as I was looking at the games, I saw more games in week number one. I don't know if you remember my biggest complaint about college football a couple years ago is teams playing cream puffs in week number one. Well, this year I think we got a little bit better – as far as that, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some cream puffs out there, but there were some good games yesterday where teams were meeting, you know, the same quality of teams. Uh, not everything is going to be a Georgia Appalachian State, um, but I like to see games that 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 are competitive in week number one. Uh, obviously, Alabama, Florida State, Louisville, and Purdue. I thought that was a good matchup for. Uh, for the for the day as well. Um, another one that I I, I you know the Michigan Florida game. Um, you know, in reality, Florida got their butt stomped on them. But let's be honest, that was expected to be more of a game in reality as well. So um, now, granted, you did have you know some games where they had the cream bus, but at least I enjoyed week number one better than I have in the last few years. And you're on mute there, my friend. Unless you just dropped the phone. <laughs> no, Might Sonny, I'm here. I, I, I didn't know if there was background noise or anything, so I muted myself. But, ah, got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, no, you're right. You're right, though. I mean, you know, the past few years they've been focusing on week one matchups. To, now they do what's called the kickoff classic where they do have games. Like last year you had – Georgia against North Carolina. I mean, they were both ranked mid-teens, something like that. Um, you had Alabama-USC play last year. Uh, you had this year, obviously, I've been, and I've been waiting for them to play for years now, and, and the expectation just kind of disappointed me. It, it, it was kind of disappointing to see such a lopsided score with Florida State and Bama, but I've been, I've been drooling for that game for years now, and I finally get it, and – it's a 17-point game. Like, I mean, okay, I guess it is what it is. But um, another good one, too, that a lot of people may not have paid attention to just because they're not ranked anymore is that USC and Western Michigan game. So for those that forgot already, Western Michigan was in the uh, – uh, was it the Cotton Bowl, I think, against Wisconsin last year? I thought it was the Cotton Bowl, say, correct. Yeah, I think it was the Cotton Bowl. And so with that said, I mean, that you know, Western Michigan is no was no uh a cream puff themselves. They uh, you know, it was they they had a good football team. They were a top top 10 team last year. It's just that they lost so much talent that uh people kind of rode them off and 
you know, but they gave but they gave USC a pretty good game. If you go back and you look at these scores, um, that was a pretty close game, and I thought I thought it was a, a better matchup than probably people even realized. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good game as well. Was that USC and uh, Western Michigan? Sonny Clark, are you there? At, and I did a, I did a Cuervo as I was looking no. something and didn't, well, I was worried I was going to drop it. Um, uh, but yeah, I was I was pretty satisfied with week number one of uh, college football without question. Um, so that you know something to build on as far as where we are. We're going to be covering college football on Sunday within you know we're going to pound it for about a half hour before we jump into the games that we're going to talk about. Each and every Sunday next week, starting at nine o'clock, uh, we will be hitting it up. We will be knocking it down. We will be on air um, at nine a.m. for the next seventeen straight weeks. Hopefully, um, as we uh, there are certain things we want to be done. Obviously, by the time they kick off on Sunday morning, uh, which is at noon uh, Central Standard Time. Uh, so that means you're going to have to start getting up early in the morning there, Cuervo, uh, you know, what, 7 a.m. for the show. But you're usually up watching stuff before that, I'm assuming, right? Oh, gosh. Um, well, since 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 the wife uh, works on Sundays, um, she's out the door by about 6 a.m. So I'll be up at 6 a.m. I'll be up an hour before we start our show. And that's when awesome. uh, college game – or not college game day, but uh, NFL game day starts on the NFL Network. So I'm catching – I'm already in the zone by the time we're, we start our show, Sonny. And that is good. So uh, we're going to do that starting next week. Everybody be ready for that one as we get squared away. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the surprise releases in the NFL – um, we're going to look at uh, how each conference is going to be built up. You know, the NFC, AFC, who we think are going to make the play for the playoffs, who we think are going to make the Super Bowl, and obviously who we think will end up on top in the Super Bowl. We're going to do all that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We have a couple new sponsors as we moved into this year of Rowlett Eagles football. So we got our new sponsor, some of our new sponsors in. We'll do that and we'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Sunday morning. That being said, Radio Network will be right back. Oh man. I'm I don't know what it is, Cuervo. I'm having a heck of a time with my buttons. So I'm gonna refresh this thing and we'll try again. Um everybody hold on as we try are it again, experiencing Tony. Hey, yeah, I, I got to reboot this whole thing here, man, in reality. Let's try this button right there. There it goes. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. 
It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving RELED 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. schedule starts on the Thursday uh, before, and that having been said, 
I hate this game, Cuervo. I really do. I hate Thursday night week number one game because I think it takes away from Sunday at noon Central Standard Time. So, you know, I'm not a great big fan of the Thursday night game uh, of week number one. Are you excited about the Thursday night games or just maybe the game, the matchup might be something you're more interested in more so than the NFL? Are you, so you're asking? Are you asking if I like like the opening night on Thursday? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it because I think it ruins what Sunday is all about. I, and I, I say that because you, you say whatever you want. I mean, it's Chiefs Patriots. It should be a good game. I think the game is good, but I, it, it just takes away. I I want Sunday to be all about it. I think they should. Get rid of this Thursday night game, although I know they never will because of the money that's involved with it, and have everybody play on Sunday or Monday. Of course, we have those Monday games, um, and you can't take away from Monday night football. But that having been said, I, I don't like two Monday night football games. I hate that, that, that but that's just me. Um, but Thursday night, Chiefs, Patriots, uh, you know, starting out the year. I think it's a good game, Sonny. Um, I, at least they picked a good one. Um, yeah, at least that one's you know, good. <clears throat> I mean, we're talking about a possible NFC, <clears throat> excuse me, AFC championship game. You know, right right off the bat. So that'll be that'll be pretty interesting to see. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mind the Thursday night thing because it. it at least for you know, especially for opening night, like it, it, the focus. That's the focus, and that's why the NFL does it. I mean, Thursday nights, you make it, you make it the focus, and um, you know that that's that you know that's why the NFL is, is so popular. That's why it's the king because they they know how to market themselves as a league. Or right. you get that one good game on a, on a Thursday night, and that's the focal point on of everybody's TV is. is catching that game so um what i don't like though uh more as much as you dislike thursday night games i don't like two monday night games in week one i, I that. think that's kind of that's kind of weird i don't understand the yeah. concept behind it um i think just having the one traditional monday night football game i think is just fine i don't understand why they do two games on on Monday night in, in week one, and the rest of the season, it's it's one game. So, I don't know. It, it kind of confuses me a little bit. It's kind of weird. Um, but that's how they do it on Monday night, week one. So, Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Corvo. I'm not a big fan of the two, night, two games on Monday night. Keep it a focus on one, um, you know, because I think that first game gets overlooked. Uh, and the main reason why is it starts at six, PM, um, uh, you know, Eastern uh, Eastern Standard Time. So that that's one of the reasons why it's not, in my eyes, you know, the, the the kind of thing that you want to do. I think I, you know, maybe it's me. I I mean, I don't know how much money they're making on it. I mean, obviously they're making money on it, or they wouldn't do it. The NFL knows how to make money. They're they're they've never really. Oh, how do you say? They, they never really figure out how to fail that much when it comes to decisions that they make regarding the games. Now, last year, Thursday games, I think I think the NFL was probably genius 
And I say that it's funny. No one's watching. They were horrible games. Yeah, exactly. No one was watching. They were horrible games. What were they going up against? It was the presidential debates. And uh, I think the NFL was brilliant in reality. They weren't going to – I don't know if they didn't think they'd win that, but – they knew it would be big, stiff competition. So instead of putting the main game on that night, uh, they made Monday night usually pretty good and left the left the good games on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, <clears throat> regardless, Sonny, hey, football is back, my friend. Yep. It is back. And the big team patch that you give everybody, Sonny, we can go ahead and take that off. We don't need it anymore. Okay? Because starting Thursday, we've got regular season football. Football that actually has meaning to it. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a good season. I just uh, – I hope I hope it's not too embarrassing for the Chicago Bears this year. Fingers crossed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it well, goes. Let- Let's do this. Let's talk about the Thursday night game before we get into anything else because we're not going to be on air before then. I don't think I'm going to be able to get the time. That's why. So I think talking about the game that is, that's happening on Thursday night, you have Kansas City. They're on the road. They're taking on the Patriots. Um, you know, everybody's really quick, you know, that, you know, that knee-jerk reaction straight out Patriots. I think this is going to be an actually really good game. Not, not, not just a bull. It's not going to be a blowout game. Watching the Patriots do it, I, I think this is. I mean, I, I think Andy Reid got looked over for Coach of the Year for the last two years. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, you know, it's week number one. I think any team can be beaten in week number one, unless you're playing the Browns. Browns, Browns don't have a chance. That having been said, this one right here is a good one, Cuervo. I think the matchup is really good. Uh, taking a look, it's just the differences of quarterbacks in reality, and because both coaches are great, um, they know how to get their team ready to play. And I don't think that's any different here tonight. You know, this Thursday, uh, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick go head to head. Oh yeah, and 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 that's why I'm I'm. That's why the NFL is so smart, Sonny. I mean, when was the last time we had a a dud for an opening night game? I mean, last year, right? We had the Broncos and the uh, the Panthers, and it was it was pretty crazy that you had the Super Bowl matchup, the Super Bowl yep. rematch, right off the gate. Um, so again, the NFL is so genius in that. Uh, the year before that, you had the Patriots and the Steelers. So, <clears throat> I mean, I can't I, – if I if you look back, I can't remember the last time that there was a bad week one opening night. They, I mean, they, they, they get it right every single year. So <clears> – <throat> and that's why it's become such a popular thing as far as a Thursday night opening game. So, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's just kind of like that. It's it makes you look forward to it. And as NFL fans, hey, we only got to wait four more days. We don't we don't have to wait a whole week. Uh, you know, so that 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 thirst for a little bit of football 
you quench it about three days early and, uh, and, and you're satisfied until Sunday when you get to watch all of the games on NFL Red Zone, by the way, which I will be yeah. uh, resubscribing here in the next few days. Um, so I will be ready to rock and roll with the NFL Red Zone. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm going uh, to get all my channels back. I turn them off, Sonny. Honestly, I don't keep them throughout the offseason. There's no point. Um, no, I, I just stick to you. ESPN. I stick to ESPN. I mean, they show the draft on there. You know, they, they give me my baseball highlights that I need um, throughout, the, throughout the summer and whatnot. So now that we're about a week away, probably sometime this week or going into the weekend, I'll go ahead, call my cable company, say, hey, hook me up with my sports package again. Turn it on, get my, uh, get my NFL network, get the red zone, make sure I'm good, and then we're ready to rock and roll, Sonny. Another, another season is upon us. Absolutely. I'm going to take a look at this game here, and obviously I, I, I think this is going to be closer, and I'm, I, I'm not saying that the Patriots are not a good football team. I'm not saying the Kansas State Chiefs are a good football team. I'm saying that any team is primed on week number one when it's this, this quality game. This is a good quality game on Monday. And the best place for you to play well is on the road, week number one, focus on you. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, though, uh, when I first thought I would go ahead and pick this football team to beat the Patriots before an injury happened at the running back position, um, which normally, if you think about it, would scare you. But the Kansas City Chiefs don't worry about their running back position, regardless of who's there. I mean, last couple of years, I mean, they had the guy – Okay, getting injured, and they still went on and won. Now, granted, the guy who filled in last year is the guy that got hurt. So I think that's the difference. I think the fact that there's nobody focused in on um, the ward is going to be something that is an advantage for New England. They don't need to worry about the running back position. Or where, I'm sorry, it's a ward. Uh, uh, Wade in the back position. So they can ease up a little bit about worrying about the running game so before that injury happened, I was actually going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, and I think where they would have won it is in the running back position, whether it be running the football or getting them out in space. So that was going to be my theory on the reason why I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the game. That being said, when they lose that guy with that much of the offense on his shoulders, and frankly, the backups are not as good as uh, as Ware was last year and the year before when he was filling in uh, at the running back position. Uh, that's why I'm going to slip back and go back and say the New England Patriots get this game Thursday night. I'm with you, Sonny. Uh, I think uh, New England wins the game. And it's not even because I, I feel like New England's the better team. I mean, they are, but... At the same time, it's it's one of those weird things where the uh, the home team, the defending champions at home, opening night, rarely lose. I, I, I Very rare. I, I don't think I can recall a time where, you know, the team that won the Super Bowl hosting opening night uh, lost their home game, lost that first home. I can't remember a time that it actually happened. So I know it's a weird – it might be a weird way to look at it, but that's how I see it is – you know, home game, opening night, defending champions, they're probably going to win the game. So um, I like New England. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's just it's it's going to be interesting to see Kansas City's running game because they've already lost their their starting running back. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how they use their backfield now. Um, you know, and then uh, obviously, where's Alex? You know, is Alex Smith going to be effective, um, or do we start to see? the arrival of Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what you've seen in him, Sonny, but what I've seen out of Mahomes so far, I, if you're a Chiefs fan, you have to be excited. You have to be excited yeah. about that. I mean the kid's got a cannon, um, but he's also very smart. He's also very smart and that's that's what's important is he's got the intelligence, he knows how to read the defense and uh, he makes good decisions. So smart, good decisions. That's what you deep, want in your quarterback. You, get, you have a deep threat now. I mean, with the quarterback, Alex Smith wasn't giving them that. Now, you know, I, I'm not sure even who's starting this week, Cuervo. I got to put it out there. Uh, everything, I, I mean, I, I, everything I'm hearing is going to be McComb. Then I, then it turn, then it, no, it, it's got to be Alex. No, Smith. I, it's going to yeah, be. I don't think they should. I say it's going to be Alex Smith. Huh? I, I think that's what that. I say it's going to be Alex Smith. I mean, I don't. I, I don't, do too. I don't uh, see Andy Reid not starting him. You know, because when you think about it, it, it it's it's almost going to be the same thing that happened to him in San Francisco. And what's that going to do to him? What is that going to do to Alex Smith if he loses starting job in Kansas City? A second non-injury related again. Yeah, second time <laughs> non-injury related. And he loses his starting job to a, 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 a you know younger a younger guy that shows flashes. I, if I'm Alex Smith, I'm like you know what I'm done. Yeah, just retire. The guy's probably made enough money to live off of for the rest of his life. Why, oh, why even bother? Why yeah. even why even bother anymore? Because if that's how you're going to get treated by by teams where they're just going to write you off and they find the next best guy, oh you know what. I don't need this. I'm gonna go enjoy life, you know, life on the beach, drinking, drinking um, Long Island iced tea. Like, who cares? Good drink, good pick. That was the right, <laughs> the right pick. Um, yeah, as far as that, for a nice relaxing drink on the beach. But you know, interesting situation. Obviously, um, I, I agree with you. I think that ha- I mean, this is first of all, it's week number one. Second of all, it's the Patriots. Second, third of all, it, it's a possible AFC Championship game. Uh, so I think you got to go with the experienced guy. As much as you may not like Alex Smith and his arm, he's more experienced. He knows the NFL game. He, uh, but here's another thing, Cuervo. He also knows what he can do. Okay, it, it, he's not going to throw the ball down the field. Okay, he may do it two or three times. That's it. But he, the guy's never going to be that deep ball threat. So, which in turn turns this game directly onto the Patriots. Even though they lose Julian Edelman, you know, it, you know they still, whoever it is, Tom Brady will make them a super superstar. They'll, they'll bring those guys up um, and get you all squared away. But when you think about the, you know, Kansas City and what they got to do, okay. Uh, they need they need to bring the experience. You cannot go into week number one of the NFL season and that you have the Patriots, uh, you know, scaring you down the throat. 
You can't you, you can't not start a guy who's experienced in Alex Smith. Now, losing the the running back Spencer Ware, it, 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 that's a horrible way to start off the season because let's be honest, I think there's a lot of expectations in Kansas City this year. So the fact that they don't have him takes away from you know the expectations of this game. I think the fact that I think the Kansas City Chiefs can be very much happy with not winning this game and figuring out how and what they need to do. You might as well figure out where your problems are with your football team, with the best football team out on the football field, that obviously being the Patriots. Um, It's a great week one matchup for a team that needs to figure out what they got to do to win for the rest of the season. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have already written this one off. Andy Reid being the great coach, he will be – it will never admit that, uh, but I think they're set and ready to go with the fact that they will be 0-1, especially after losing Spencer Ware uh, last week. And Spencer you're Ware, that's now. the guy that I was there thinking of, Sonny. Um, the starting running back for the Chiefs, Spencer Ware. That's who I was yep. thinking of. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, that's that's the part that I want to see. It's like now that Ware is out, like I mentioned earlier, um, it'd be interesting to see who who takes the role as a starting running back for this football team. Is it going to be Kareem Hunt? Is it going to be somebody else? Um, yep. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But um, but I can't wait, Sonny. All this talk about football. It's like all right, let, let's let's fast forward to Thursday already, huh? That, that's what I'm exactly. looking forward to. Kicking off on Thursday, we get the big one. I think we're both going uh, Patriots, uh, which is not the worst pick in the world, obviously, you know, being who it is in, you know, week number one. You know, everything says that the Patriots win this football game, and that should be no great big surprise to anybody. So that's where we're sitting on week number one of the NFL. Now, that having been said, looking at the NFL, let's take a look at – where we think each division or each conference is going to end up, uh, you know, looking at the NFL and where, you know, you, you know what the playoff picture will look at. So that's what we're going to do now, Cuervo, as we take a look at and let's start and let's start with the AFC since that is the they're going to start off the year with the game. Let's start off with the AFC. And, and when I look at the AFC, it is a division that's got a lot of good football teams in it and when you've got as many good football teams I think it's I think as a whole I think the AFC is a better conference this year um as a whole I think there's just better football teams that having been said Cuervo I when I look at some of the teams that are going to be on the bubble I mean you got all three of the AFC North teams you know, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, I think obviously, you know, I picked Pittsburgh to win that division, but Cincinnati and Baltimore could be fighting for that top spot. Um, depending on what's going on with the South, I mean, I, I think Tennessee, the Titans are going to win that division. Um, so, but will Houston or Indianapolis get off the side as last year Indianapolis was god-awful? Then 
only really only one team in the AFC East I think is going to be challenging, but it's the West that makes this division really, really interesting. A couple of reasons why. Number one, I think Oakland's going to win the division. Number two, Kansas City I think is going to be good. Denver's going to try to be good. And Los Angeles, the Chargers, they're always – say whatever you want, okay, but they're always a dark horse, okay? They, they can start winning games and make this division very interesting. So when you're looking at all the teams within the AFC, I mean, wh- who do you got and who do you think will make the playoffs this year? Uh, well, I mean, starting off in the East, I mean, obviously I think, you know, it's, without even being said, uh, you know, New England's going to obviously make the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. When you go down south, um, obviously, I do like the Titans. I do like the Titans to win that division, and I think they're the only team that makes it from the uh, AFC South. Uh, moving up north, I've got two teams. I could see two teams coming out of there. I could see Pittsburgh and Cincinnati both making the playoffs. And um, so that puts me at, what, four teams? And then, obviously, out west, um I can see the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. So my two wild cards are going to be out of the out of the North and the West. So those are the teams that I see though making the playoffs. I I, I think I, I I only disagree with you a little bit, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put it in there. Baltimore is already in trouble. So Sonny, what do you mean you're gonna pick the Baltimore Ravens? Yes, I'm actually gonna pick Baltimore. And the reason being is is that when Flacco gets back, whether it's six weeks or whatever the case may be, whether it's desperation or whatever the case may be, I think Baltimore are really the only team that really can fight back to get into something if they're a little bit behind. And I think this Baltimore Ravens, and I don't want to say Jim Harbaugh is in trouble, but I think he could start feeling that the seat on the bottom side getting a little warm. And I, I don't want to ever bet against Jim Harbaugh. I think Jim Harbaugh, if they don't have a good season, you're going to hear about him possibly leaving. That you, you're going to hear about guys that are going to step in, may, might be able to take over the coaching for this football team. I, I believe that. That having been said, I don't want to give up on Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco has got the talent. I think Cincinnati, unless they make a decision on what they're going to do, I think their quarterback position is so, so tough right now um, because I, I don't know if Andy Dalton's going to stay healthy the whole season. If he stays healthy the whole season, how will he react to being out last year? What, how's his mental game? Is he good enough? Will they start A.J. McCarron? There are just so many questions there about Cincinnati that makes me very handshaky about this guy. My hand's shaking. Whenever I think about Cincinnati, I can't expect them to win football games. I don't see them there. I don't see them viably making the playoffs. So I actually think Baltimore is the team that comes out or would come out of the North. I think, I think Pittsburgh wins the division. But I don't even think any of the other two. I think we're going to get a surprise in the South, Cuervo. I don't know if it's going to be Houston or Indianapolis. One of those other two teams are going to be fighting for it. Houston last year, as bad as they were, made the playoffs, okay? Um, you know, when you have J.J. Watts and you got Clowney, you got a defense, 
you don't need a superstar at the quarterback just to make the playoffs, I don't think. I think that's where the – so right now I'm going to kind of predict a little bit. I'm going to go Pittsburgh in the north, and I think they're the only team out there that gets there. In the south, Tennessee, I think, gets there, and I'm going to put it on Houston. I don't think Indianapolis is ready, obviously, because of Andrew Luck. And when Andrew Luck is ready to hit the football field – uh, where will he be mentally? That's going to be a question for the rest of the year. Jacksonville sucks. Okay, as much as I love them, they suck. Um, so I think I could see Houston making the playoffs because the East, I don't think Buffalo, I don't think Miami, I don't think the Jets are going to do it. Obviously, the Patriots over there, but the West is very interesting. I think Brock Osweiler's the answer. I think Brock Osweiler's always been the answer. I think Brock Osweiler gets back into a Denver Bronco uniform and he goes back to being the the uh, quarterback that he was on the way of being before he accepted the money in Houston. Now that he's got a little bit of trust with his owner, I, I think that's a big big movement. The defense for the for the Broncos scares me. Now, that is the question mark on this football team. Obviously, Brock Osweiler is, but you already know what Brock Osweiler is. So I think that's actually a good thing for Denver. So I I think out of this division, I think Oakland wins the division. Uh, But I think the Denver Broncos are going to be the team that slides in on the playoff, or uh, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, because I think what's going to end up happening, regardless what happens that they get with Brock Osweiler, Angie Reed is going to be the reason why this football team gets in there, whether it's going to be Alex Smith or whether it's going to be the rook at the quarterback position. So I'm actually going to go Oakland in this division and Kansas City uh, as far as making the playoffs. So just a little bit of difference in, in that as far as where they are now. I mean, am I, I know I'm wrong about Baltimore. I think they got a lot of problems, but I, I think, and that might be to my detriment for my pick, Jim Harbaugh, good coach. No, I think he knows he, I think he's, he's beginning to feel a little bit of heat in reality at the coaching position. Do you think that that is a possibility or am I off in left field? No, I think it's a possibility, Sonny. I mean, cause you think about it, they won the Super Bowl in what, 2012, I think it was 13. Yep. And what have the Ravens done since then? Not a whole lot. Exactly. Now, you could sit here and you could blame it on, well, you know, they've had injuries. Ray Lewis retired. Um, Joe Flacco you know, you, getting hurt. Yeah like, yeah, like I said, Joe Flacco injuries. You could blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. But the one thing that hasn't changed is the head coach. Uh, the GM is still there, so they're still building the team that, the same way they did four years ago. Um. You know, the only difference is the quarterback. The quarterback has been in and out uh, of of the uh, lineup for the past few years now, and, and it just that's been the difference. So, um, but to you know, and then obviously, you know, you got to remember too the whole Ray Rice thing. That was after they won the Super Bowl. That was a year later. Yep. So, yeah, there's there's been some things going on in Baltimore since they won the Super Bowl. Um, I just still I I just don't feel like they have enough anymore, uh, especially on defense. I mean, Terrell Suggs is is on his, in my opinion, he's he's about ready to be uh, calling it a career. 
And, yep. you know, and, and once that happens, it's like, it's kind of like what the Steelers went through for a couple of years. It's like, okay, who takes over as the anchor, as the leader of that defense? You know, it's kind of a, a vacated spot. You know, same right. thing when, when Troy Palomalu retired. Like, it was a vacated spot as far as being the leader of the defense. And then they draft Ryan Shazier, and now you can argue that he's the leader of the defense. So what direction do the Ravens go as far as, who the leader on defense is once Suggs is gone. Um, so I, I, I don't see, you're right, Sonny, that that is the difference uh, between you and I as far as our picks. Is I don't see the Ravens making it. Um, no. Who knows? Maybe they'll turn around and they'll, and they'll make it and it'll you know make you look like a genius. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't think they have enough uh, offensively. I mean, Mike Wallace sounds great, but he's not the receiver that he was back then. They do have, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, your boy Jeremy Macklin is a Baltimore Raven. Yeah, so that's a good thing. That's good. Yep. I just, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like the situation in um, – uh, I forget what team it is now. Oh, uh, Indianapolis. Duh. Right. Yeah, kind of like in Indianapolis, the, the health of the quarterback is going to determine the fate of, of these teams. So uh, right now, I don't, I, maybe it's just that I don't have much confidence in Flacco coming back, being strong, and performing well. Um, maybe that's why I'm so hesitant to pick the Ravens to make the playoffs. I just don't have enough confidence in Joe Flacco's health. So – that's why I'm not picking them to make it. Uh, the Steelers are, and, and the Bengals is who I got making out of the AFC North. Yeah, I, I, I wish I had some trust in that whole thing. Now, take a look at the AFC. Out of all the teams that you did not mention it, who do you think if you had the, the uh, wild card before the wild card, who, what other team, might, if, if one of your teams don't make it, what team has the po- out of the ones that you didn't pick have the best possibility of sneaking in? Um, honestly, Sonny, you may laugh. Yeah, I think you're going to laugh, but I think I think uh, I think I'd have to go with the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know the the whole uh, the whole Cutler thing. Yes, you know, with him with him being familiar with the offense, and and I know it didn't look great in the preseason, but uh, you know, the preseason's different from the regular season. So it'd yep. be for me, it'd be a toss up. I know you said pick one team, but it's it's it, to me they're neck and neck between the Dolphins and the Houston Texans. Those are probably be the two teams that that are going to be next in line to make the playoffs in in my in my predictions if. Say Cincinnati, you know Andy Dalton, God forbid, goes down, and now the Bengals are out of the running. It's going to be either the Dolphins or the Texans. So, so where do you have Denver? In there? Do you think you think there's a possibility? No, no hope for. I don't like. Them. I know they've lost a lot defensively. It's it's a big time losses. Out of all the positions out on the football field, granted, you know. Uh, they they were they had a problem at the quarterback position without question, but I think there's just too much losses on the defensive side of the ball for them to really be, you know, playoff bound. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't have much love for the Broncos. Uh, I just think offensively um, they've deteriorated as, as time has gone on. Um, and then defensively, I mean, DeMarcus Ware retires. They just released T.J. Ward. They're starting safety. Yep. So I'm just kind of like, huh, I wonder what the He actually signed like, with the Bucks, by the way, just to let you know. That's a good signing. That's a good signing for them. And that, yeah. and that, that helps my argument for Tampa Bay winning the division down in the NFC South. So props to the Bucks. Good job. Um, yeah, making me good look pick good. for them. So, yeah, um, I, I, just, I, I don't think Denver overall has enough firepower on either side of the ball to say, yeah, they're going to be a playoff team. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, the, the, the Raiders are too good. Kansas City is too good. I just, I just think that if, um, even if one of those teams were not in that division, then I'd give them a shot. But the, right. the, that division is too strong with the Chiefs and Raiders, with what they got going on. So I, I, I give the Broncos about a three percent chance of making the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. It, they, I think they've took some hits. I think you're right. And out of all the picks that I was going to go, I was going to go in exactly the team that you picked, the Miami. If they're one of my teams that I picked that didn't make it, I think Miami might be there. I, I think Jay Cutler, in reality, moves them to 8-8. Eight and eight. Now, just imagine if they get one or two more games just by accident. Um, that's the reason mm-hmm. why I got them sitting there. Um, you know, Jay Cutler is not Mr. Consistency. I don't want anybody to think that I've got like a major love for this guy as far as what he can do throwing the, you know, throwing. but if things go his way, which let's be honest, when you think Jay Cutler, you don't think of things going your way. Okay. Maybe on a different <laughs> nope. team, you know, maybe, no, you don't. So maybe if you're on a different football team, you know, different atmosphere, different culture. Maybe they can, maybe they can get the ball to bounce in their way one time. So I was right there with you. I wasn't going to laugh because I think if Jay Cutler can get the break, I think that would be the thing, the team that could make it into the playoffs that probably a wouldn't or b shouldn't make it into the playoffs uh, before you go there. So I mean, I think this AFC is so strong this year. Um, and the NFC, which we're going to talk about after the break, um, is the team where there's a lot of up in the air. You could pick a couple of teams and go, yeah, that makes sense. And if you didn't pick a team where you thought would be there, oh, yeah, you know, that, that's true too. I think there's more of those on the NFC side than the AFC side. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the AFC is, is, like you said earlier, just, just the stronger uh, of the of the two conferences, um, but I think it's a lot more—it's a lot more difficult to predict because yep. you've got so many good teams, and you just never know. I mean, one one play could make all the difference in in the whole shape of the AFC playoff picture. We've seen it happen before. Oh, we've yeah. seen it happen. So, so you really, see that happen I mean, on all levels of football. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll take the Florida State-Bama game last night on the college level. I mean, but I don't know if you remember, but Florida State's quarterback goes down, uh, and they're they're fearing that he might be he might be done. So, unless he came back, and I don't remember, but 
But uh, I do know that I do remember the quarterback going down, and if he's done for the season, Sonny, or if he's gone for a long period of time, I mean, you you can count Florida State out of any type of national championship picture. All those yep. people that predicted Florida State would make it, it's not looking too good for them. Absolutely. And, and on the high school level, if you listen to my game, two plays in that game, literally two plays at different times, you know, cost the Raleigh Eagles an opportunity to win the football game, a pick six, and then a nice little fade pass over the linebacker in uh, for a big gainer that put him down to where they eventually scored a touchdown. I mean, two plays was the difference of the game at two different times. Um, and if those plays, A, didn't happen or B, didn't fulfill themselves, we might be talking about Rowlett winning that game, even though they didn't play well. Um, so it's just really all about what could end up happening. And I, I, I think the AFC is one of those tough, tough divisions. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk about the NFC and who we think is going to make it into the NFC as far as the playoffs are concerned. And we'll do that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Hunter Tree Service and Stump Grinding offers more than just tree trimming and removal. We also offer landscaping services, planting, fertilization, stump grinding, and tree health. So if your tree was hit by lightning like mine, or you just need regular tree maintenance, contact Chad Hunter at 972-971-4036. That's 972-971-4036. And let him know you heard it on the Rowlett Eagles Radio Broadcast. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Rego and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. 
Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Back on the couch, Potato Sports Show on Sunday morning. And that being said, welcome into the Sunday morning tradition that continues here in the 2017 NFL season as we are looking at what we think can end up happening uh, in the playoffs in the NFL. We went ahead and recapped all the uh, teams and the divisions, and uh, we are all set and ready to go into this new season in the NFL. Now let's take a look at on the other side. Let's get into the AFC as we uh, are the NFC, as we already talked about the AFC on who we think is going to be there. This division is a division that's got a lot of teams that might make it, could make it, should make it. I don't know. We'll make it. Uh, and when you have a, divi- a conference like this, I should say, um, it leaves the door open for a lot of teams. I mean, obviously, you're only going to get six into the playoffs. That having been said, I think there's about ten that could make the playoffs, Cuervo, which makes the decision on who you think is going to make the playoffs even harder in this division. Uh, yeah, no, wait, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch which division we're talking about, Sonny. I was doing or, something or, else, or my Conference, fault. I mean, in uh, in this conference, I mean. It, there's about 10 teams okay. in this conference that can, be, you know, make the playoffs, I think. In the NFC? In the NFC. I mean, it, it's so mediocre, Cuervo. That's, I think that's my point. Um, it, and there's a mm. lot of teams that can, that, that can be on both sides, at least 
what I see. Um, you know, so let's let's look at it. Let's start with the the NFC. You have up in the north, you have the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. We disagree on the the team that will end up second and third on the, in this division, but. Who knows? Maybe two teams could come out of this division. I, I think we both have Green Bay winning the division. I had Detroit coming in second. You had Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. So that having been said, does one of the second teams make it out of this division? Um, no. I think Green Bay is the only team that makes it from the north. Um I think Minnesota is going to be really close. Like, somebody else is going to win that will knock the Vikings out. So it's nothing that the Vikings are going to do wrong, Sonny. I just think another team is going to determine the Vikings' playoff fate. So, um, because I know that, like, for example, I think uh, uh, the North, we play the NFC East this year because I remember seeing the Bears – they got to play the Eagles. They got to play, uh, I want to say they played the Giants, or they did last year. I know they play the Eagles again. Or, um, you know, with, with, the, uh, with the South, they play the Saints, they play the Bucks, they play the Panthers, and they play the, um, the Falcons. Well, actually, the Bears play the Falcons next week, week one. So um, yep. that, that's, a, that's a great way to start the season. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's. Um, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things where, like, you know, if Minnesota gets in, if New Orleans wins and, you know, another team loses, you know, those, you know what I'm talking about, those type of scenarios that we see every single season come week 16, week 17. That is going to be Minnesota. And, unfortunately, I think it's going to be where Minnesota's on short end of the stick. So, um. That's why I see Green Bay being the only team that makes it. Um, but overall, in the NFC, Sonny, I think it's I think it's pretty cut dry. I, I don't I don't see it being very open like the AFC is. Um, I think I think it's pretty clear to me who's going to make the playoffs in, in the NFC. Okay, you have the North End. Who are your other teams that you think are going to make their way into the playoffs in the NFC? All right, so heading out east, right? Um, right. Now, I remember we, we talked about this. We were going to revisit this because of the whole situation with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, obviously you know more than I do because you live in the Dallas area, but correct me if I'm wrong, Sonny, they have they, – the, the appeal was, was sent and whatnot. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's suspension has been upheld. Am I hearing that right? Like – there hasn't been any change in it that I know of, and, and and I've been listening to see if it happened. Um, I and it would have been all over the NFL dot uh, com if it happened. So as of right now, it's still being upheld. Very well, okay. And, and I, I was thinking the same thing too. But obviously, you being in Dallas, um, in the Dallas area, you would know a lot more than I would. Plus, with the access you have. Um, to the Dallas Cowboys, I would think, you know, you probably know more about the story than I do. So yeah, that's why I as asked of, about it. But the, the, the Cowboys asked for it to change, uh, uh, to to lift it. 
Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott is gone into three days as far as that. Um, there's supposed to be an answer to this uh, early next week. I don't know if it's going to be Monday because of the holiday or Tuesday. Uh, the NFL really don't care about holidays, so it might be able to uh, come down and be uh, answered tomorrow. Wow, on, on a Labor Day weekend, huh? Hey, but you know what? Yep. That's, that's the NFL for you. So, yep. okay. Um, well, then as of right now, I still have Dallas finishing third in this division then. Um, I still like, uh, I think I had the Eagles. Yeah, I had the Eagles finishing second. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, and I think the Giants are the only team that make the, the playoffs out of the NFC East. Now, that being said, though, Sonny, if for some reason this suspension changes with, with Zeke Elliott, um, I would be moving Dallas back into second and also grabbing up a wild card. So that's yeah, why, he put like, the disclaimer a... on that last week, by the way, folks. He's not, he's not teetering or saying he put the asterisks on this when we were talking about the uh, NFC East. So uh, that disclaimer is there and is able to change your pick if that happens for you, Cuervo. Yes, yes, exactly. So, um, and and that's how that's how important I think it is for the Cowboys to have Ezekiel Elliott. And it's no disrespect to Darren McFadden. It's no disrespect to uh, Alfred Morris or whoever else is in the backfield for the Dallas Cowboys. But you're talking about you know, the, the defending, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he won Rookie of the Year last year. I think he won Rookie of the Year, and Dak won the Offensive Player of the Year. So, and the only one guy can win Rookie of the Year, so Zeke Elliott won that. And um, that's, that's how important I think he is to the Dallas Cowboys. Is if he's not there, it's, it's losses. If he's there, it's Ws. So, um, that's what I've got out of the East. For sure, the Giants are going to make the playoffs, though. I'll tell you that right now. The Giants are going to make it, without a doubt. I do. Um, I, I think they do. You're right. I'm right there with you. So, And then up north, again, unfortunately, Green Bay is the only team that's going to make the playoffs. Now that I can you know, drink some coffee and get the nasty taste out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> ah, much better. Okay. In the south. Tampa Bay and uh I you know, I really do I really do, Sonny. I wanna put Atlanta in there, but I just think the hangover is too much. I think that I mean when you like I said last week, when you lose the Super Bowl on a historic level, okay, you blow a twenty five point lead, okay, and there was I think about twenty 24 minutes to go in the game, 23 minutes to go in the game, about a little, a little bit less than a quarter and a half. And in the first overtime in Super Bowl history, first one of all time, and you lose yep. after you were up 25 points with about 23 minutes to go in the game. That is a lot to take. That's a lot to take in for any franchise. And I, I really strongly believe that it's going to equal to an eight and eight, maybe nine and seven season for the Atlanta Falcons, and I can't I, right now. I can't put them in the playoffs, Sonny. So, me picking Tampa to win the division, um, Tampa Bay, 
is going to make the playoffs. I, I really want to. Maybe maybe I need Sonny Clark to convince me. That well, you had Atlanta's them winning make... the division. You had Tampa Bay <clears throat> winning the division. So they're going to make correct. the playoffs. They're going to so, make the playoffs. So then, then your decision would be at Atlanta if you thought they were going to be there or Carolina. But I, when I'm looking at the NFC, I, I, that, the reason why I'm so per, perplexed. And I'll go and I'll start in the north. Obviously, Green Bay. I think we're there. I want to pick them not to win the play, you know, get into the playoffs like for the third year in a row. Um, not that I was wrong. I just it ended up I was being wrong, but it mm. took until week 17 to happen. So I was actually right. But that having been said, um, I, I have Green Bay winning this division. I can see Detroit making a play for the playoffs. Now, I don't think they're going to. I, that's going to be my surprise team. My, like if my if everything falls apart and one team doesn't go in, I think the Detroit Lions could be that team that sneaks in there. I, and I don't know what it is. Look, Matthew Stafford should be a pretty happy guy. Just got paid. He's the highest play, uh, player in the NFL right now. Um, so he's happy. Uh, and th- mm-hmm. you may not think that Matthew Stafford is the guy. I mean, he's been there for nine years, have won. But I think the Detroit Lions are on the cusp. And I think they got rid of the right guy in Calvin Johnson and not Matthew Stafford. I mean, it's easier to replace uh, a wide receiver than it is a quarterback. So I think it's the right one. So I could actually see Detroit sneaking into the playoffs. That having been said, in my original pick, I don't have them there. So they'd be my surprise team. I go over to the South, and I totally did. I have Carolina winning this division. Um, uh, you know, the hangover that's really bad for Atlanta is going to be sitting there. I don't believe in the Buccaneers. And the Saints, I think they're going to end up last in this division. So I actually have Carolina coming out of this division in reality to win it. So um, that being said, when I go to the NFC East, I'm right there with you, Cuervo. The New York Giants are going to win this division. I, and matter of fact, I think they win it by two or three games. I mean, that's how, I mean, they're going to cry. We'll talk about next week. They're going to win next week. They're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to expose how bad they really are. So, but Dallas, Philly, Washington, uh, I don't trust them a lot. Uh, Dallas, just by, you know, I, I just don't think they're going to get there because they're going to be fighting for a wild card, and I don't think they're going to have enough. However, in the West, I think it's almost solid. I have Arizona winning the division with C- with Seattle right behind them. That's my second pick for the wild card. So I, I like the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. The New York – God, that makes me want to puke too, by the way, saying the Giants are going to win the division. I hate that football team. But their defense is out of sight. Uh, I think Carolina is going to win the division. But – I think what's going to end up happening, I think Atlanta is going to make the playoffs. So that only leaves the Green Bay Packers in the north to get there. And Detroit, if for some reason Atlanta can't get in there, I think it's going to be Detroit. Um, the, the east uh, are the west. The NFC west, you know, I, we're just not going to get anything from the Rams or the 49ers this year unless something drastic happens. Um, the, the east is a mess. Because they got mediocre quarterbacks 
all through it except Dak Prescott, and I feel bad for him that they didn't do anything on the defensive side of the ball. Now he's going to turn into Tony Romo, have to carry the team on his shoulders, and his shoulders aren't strong enough yet to do so. So that's the reason why I think the Dallas Cowboys don't make the playoff. So then you get to the two tough divisions, you know, well, the North, you know, Right there with Packers, I think they're going to be there. So my thinking is, is even though the hangover is going to be bad for Atlanta, you remember the Detroit Lions, if I'm not mistaken, made the playoffs last year, Cuervo. Um, Or if not, it was down to week 17. They didn't lose that game by much to make. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But this was a fourth-quarter team that came back in a lot of games last year. So when you've got a fourth-quarter team that can win games, and if they can continue that Cuervo, the Detroit Lions can shock anybody out of the out of the NFC. So I, you know, there's just some teams that I should I not think the Dallas Cowboys should not be in the playoffs. No, I think they should be, but too much loss on the defense unless something drastically happens on the defensive side of the ball to where they turn out to be good instead of subpar, which is what they are. With, with all the losses, if they make the playoffs, they'd be crazy. Um, but uh, I, think it, I think the South is where you got Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, are they for real? Right now, I don't think so. Could they show up a year before I think they are? Yes, so that could be another one. So that's another team that could be in the spotlight for them. Now, take away the Dallas Cowboys. You know, will Philadelphia or will the Redskins run for the playoffs like they did with Kirk Cousins? I, you know, that, that's why I think the NFC is so wide open. There are so many teams that can make it. I can think of two in each one that are possibly could uh, make it, which is two too many uh, as far as it, because only six make it. So, but as far as record is concerned, I go Green Bay. I go the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, the New York Giants, and the Arizona Cardinals to win the division. But I got Seattle grabbing up a wild card. Uh, to make it in there, and I have the Atlanta Falcons um, officially as my pick, but with the Detroit Lions maybe with a shot of sliding in there. Yeah, Sonny, I mean, that's mm. – I mean, and, you know, the thing is, Detroit was a playoff team last year, so – Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people forget that because they were one yep. and done. <clears throat> it's like people didn't even realize – like as, as as quick as they were in the playoffs, they were out. So yep, <clears throat> there you go. But <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, wait a second, I have to pick more teams to make the playoffs. So <laughs> if if I'm only picking one team, one team from three divisions, so does that mean three teams come out of the the NFC West? Uh, no, definitely not. No. So. You know, out west, um, Seattle and Arizona, yeah, they'll get in. Um, but um, so I think that 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 right there has convinced me to put Atlanta in. Um, now they're going to be they're going to barely squeak in, but they'll be in. So um, just a quick recap: in the East, Giants; in the North, the Packers; in the South, the Bucks and the, and the Falcons; and in out west, I've got the uh, Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. So those are my six teams coming out of the NFC. Wow. Notice how we didn't talk about the Saints making it. You didn't talk about the Panthers, although I picked them. 
We didn't talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We didn't talk about nope. the Redskins. I mean, and these are teams that you would think that would be vying in reality for playoff spots in, in the NFC. Uh, th- that's why the mediocre, and that's why I thought the NFC was more, uh, I think that they had more shots of being able to get in there um, as far as who you were going to pick. And then it was just a matter of opinion at that point. But uh, this, the, the AFC, uh, the NFC is a tough one, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, but I have the Panthers in Atlanta. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready to do it. So, uh, but take away from that, we're right there up on the same one as far as the teams are concerned. Um, so, you know, let's do this as we are talking the playoffs. We we got the teams that are going to make it into the playoffs. Who's going to make the championship games in the a- NFC and the AFC is the next question. So we might as well just run up there and go to the, the AFC since we started with them. We might as well talk about the AFC right now. So let's do that. Yeah. I have in my AFC pick, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think Baltimore is going to make the a- AFC championship. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that's going to be right there. Um, you know, but I don't know if they're going to make the – I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Although, I like Pittsburgh, um, but I love me – I love me some Oakland Raiders this year. Uh, this is a team that I think is going to benefit from having their quarterback all year long. This changes, obviously, though, which was my asterisk uh, on this one, was Carr being healthy. Um, if Carr's not healthy, I got Pittsburgh and the uh, the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Um, but if Carr is healthy, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Oakland Raiders playing in the AFC Championship game. Who do you have over there, Cuervo? For the AFC, Sonny, um, who would you say, the Raiders and the Patriots? I Well, I have – I have the Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers winning and uh, playing for the AFC Championship game. Wow. No Patriots. Okay. No Patriots. No Patriots. Wow. I don't know if that's if, – if, if that's, uh, you know, you feel like maybe the Madden curse is involved and Tom Brady doesn't have as good of a season because you know he's on the cover of Madden this year. So yes. maybe does that have anything to do with your pick, Sonny? <laughs> no, it it, no. You know what? You know what it, it, it is. It's finally something that it's got to happen sooner or later. <clears throat> is that Tom Brady is going to be good? He's just not going to be good enough. And, and the reason why I say that is is that we see it all the time, and I like to call it the Dirk Nowitzki curse. Okay, you leave everything that you possibly can out on the court and you win the championship, and then the next few years you become mediocre. Now, the Patriots don't have the ability to be mediocre, but they might not have enough to make it over the hump. And I don't think they'll beat the Pittsburgh Steelers straight up in a playoff game for the AFC championship game. Um, and more so is that I think, I think a lot was left out on the when – you, when you got a guy that did so much for his team, and you say whatever you want about it, that Dirk Nowitzki curse is, is real. I, and, and I think the next victim of it is Tom Brady, 
Not that I don't think they're in the playoffs. And not only that, Cuervo, I think that they fight to get it. And by the way, it, them not making the AFC championship game is going to be by a field goal. So that's how close I think they are. But I just think that, you know, it's got to happen sooner or later. Um, and I think it's now sooner because of the performance that he put out on the football field in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that was that was some miracle that uh, yep. they pulled off in that Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people are looking at it as it was one of the greatest performances of all time by the by yep. the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, but a lot of people don't want to see it as boy, oh boy, man, New England got lucky, and they don't want to look at it as Tom Brady's about done. And yep. I mean, how many more times is he going to be able to do that at 40 years old? So, yep. but nobody wants to see I'm it. Just, that I'm way. just going to play the odds. I'm just going to play the odds, Cuervo. The guy's been monster for the last five years. All right, asking for it for a sixth year in a row. I mean, you know, the the, the odds are not there for him. And like I said, sooner or later, it's got to happen. And so, I'm, I'm, would it shock me if the Patriots got to the AFC Championship game? No. But as far as just the pick, and I'm going to try to play a little odds with it. I hate doing that with the Patriots because they always seem to defy them. Um, it, I just think it might be that time where the odds are going to catch up with the with the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I think you have a point there, Sonny. I mean, really, injuries are going to be a big thing. You know, can can yep. Gronk stay healthy? You know, they just traded Ari Edelman. Yeah, they lost Edelman. They traded Jacoby Prissett away. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they let Brandon Bolden, the running back, go. So, um, not that these are big-name stars. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt leaves. So, it kind of makes you wonder about what the Patriots are looking at offensively. But when you have when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, I mean, you can – I mean, you and I can play on that offense and, and be successful. So, um, yep. You know, it, it, that's that's just the way it goes when when you're the the Pats and you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. But you know, as far as the AFC, I mean, I until he retires, I can't go against the Pats, so I'm going to put them in there, uh, and I'm going to put the uh, I'm going to put the Oakland Raiders in there, and they're going to give every attempt to, to get revenge from the Tuck Rule game that happened what 15 years ago. So um, that's 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 who I've got. Yeah, I've got I've got the Patriots and I've got the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders. Who who makes the Super Bowl out of those two teams? Again, Sonny, I, I mean it, it's. Yep, there he is. I, I, it's it's hard. It's hard to bet against Belichick and Brady <clears throat> with the things that they've done. I, I mean, I'm going to say I, I know it's it's uh, it's the easy pick, but it's the right pick, and, and New England's going to get back for, a, for they're going to get back for their eighth Super Bowl. So, or I'm sorry, not even their eighth Super Bowl. Hold on a second, seven ninth Super Bowl. Yep. Well, I, and I think this is the year where they don't do it. I, I'm going to go the Raiders. I, I, 
I, I've, I've got some big, big hopes for the Raiders this year. Um, and, and not only that, the signings that they did just solidified it for me in reality, Cuervo. They did it right. They they solidified their quarterback position. They solidified their offensive line. They solidified the biggest guy on the defensive side of the ball. And they waited for their for their wide receivers. And guess what? They got them too. Um, they did everything right in reality. Um, so that's that's where I'm I'm looking at the Oakland Raiders, and finally they're back to where they need to be in the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers Oakland Raiders AFC Championship game is going to be one of those knockdown drag out blue collar you know busted bones games that's what i like uh, and, and that's the game i like i mean the Steelers and the Oakland Raiders they have the reputation well when the Raiders were good, let's put it that way. When the Raiders were good and Pittsburgh's always good, they are that grinded out team that the the not their finesse and the Oakland Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers you don't use in the same sentence. And I like the old time you know football team to win. Um, so and that's why I have Oakland and Pittsburgh in that division. And I have the Oakland Raiders making it to the playoffs. And I know you like that pick as a want there, Cuervo, because Oakland's just right down the street from you. Although you probably wish it was the uh, Chargers, but, you know, they just can't get out of their own way. Oh, no, I'm perfectly fine with it not being the Chargers. Um, (laughs) I just, uh, you know, I I don't – I don't mind it one bit. I, I I really like the Raiders too. I like their 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 roster. Uh, I like what they do offensively, um, obviously with the weapons that they have. And and I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I tried to tell you guys Derek Carr was gonna be a stud, and yep. uh, a lot of people a lot of people I didn't did. want to believe me. Oh, because I you went to Fresno State and you know whatever. I'm that, like, okay, all right. That, and that was exactly the reason why I went the way I did. I have Fresno State, and that's all you had to tell me. Um, and that's why, so I had to eat my woods, man. I, I ate so much crow there, I gained ten extra pounds um, up on that one. <laughs> you know, so and so I, you know, I'm gonna eat it and wear it proud, and and I'm gonna roll with some Derek Carr. Um, I also thought he had the curse of his brother as well. So he had a combination of Fresno and the curse of his brother, you know, and, and not only that, his brother coached him. So I, I really didn't like that whole deal either. So uh, you kind of threw that whole thing <laughs> out up on it. Now, the other side, the NFC side, this one's this one I have to admit is tough for Cuervo because, you know, I, I have Arizona, Seattle, Giants, Panthers, Atlanta, and Green Bay. You know, who's going to end up in the championship game on my side? It, you know, it took me a long time to figure out, and I actually figured it out this morning. So I finally came up with my answer. But I'll go to you really quick, Cuervo. Who do you have making the NFC championship game? Yeah, this one's a tough one, Sonny. Um, But I think really when I think about the NFC, it's like same old story, you know, same story, different year. And that's how I feel about the NFC picture. Um, when it comes down to it, um, 
I'm going to go again with the safe bet. I'm going to go with the two teams that I think are most capable. Um, as much as I would like to pick a different team, you just got to prove it, man. You got to prove it. And so with that said, as of right now, Sonny, I'm picking the, uh, the, the uh, Packers, and I'm picking the Seattle Seahawks to play in the NFC Championship. As much as it turns my stomach, because it does, because this is the year. I'm right there with you on the Green Bay Packers, Squirrel. I, I think they make. I, I think they make the NFC Championship game as well. But what turns my uh-huh. stomach is is that we've been talking about Eli Manning not playing well for the last two years of his career, and what's going to happen is he's going to have a mediocre to good season that will look good. It may not really be good, Cuervo, but it's going to be good enough where people think that he's Hall of Fame bound. Um, And it it, it makes me want to puke. But when I look at it, Arizona, Uh I I just, I I, I don't see him getting over the hump. I, I don't think, as it is, it was hard enough for me to pick the Seattle Seahawks to make it. They've got a lot of coaching issues, and those coaching issues are going to trickle down the players, and then not only do you have the coaches' problems trickling down to the, play, uh, the players, the four or five that players on the team who think their coaches are above the coaches won't shut up. So I think, I, I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be you know, a team where are not going to make the, the uh, NFC Championship game. Atlanta, I think, is not, even though I think they're going to make the playoffs, I had them as the wild card. I don't expect them to get past that round. And the Panthers, I think they'll get there just to be respectful and be there. That It's the damn Giants that make me want to puke that I think are going to be <laughs> in the, the NFC championship game. Because the, I, I, it, mark my words, it is September 3rd. People will be talking about how great Eli Manning is. And it won't be because he's throwing the ball well. It will be because, that you know, Odell Beckham will have to do what he has to do. He's going to have to go up to get the ball. He's going to have to stop in, mid, in mid-pattern in order to catch a ball that's behind him. But he'll get credit for the yards, and, uh, he, you know, and the stats will look wonderful, and he will throw about three or four less interceptions but eat a lot of sacks. And that's what's going to end up happening. The Giants' defense is going to do what they got to do to get them to the NFC Championship game. This defense is the best in this league, by the way, in the in, or in this conference. There's nobody on the defensive side of the ball right now are better than the New York Giants. And that is the part of the Giants I like. Uh, Eli Manning, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you know, he'll make himself look good for another year, and then next year and the year after that, he'll be, you know, back to, you know, the, the other reason why I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. So, unfortunately, I have the Giants and the Green Bay Packers making the playoffs, and I, there's no way I'm going to pick the Eli Manning to make the Super Bowl because if that guy wins that third Super Bowl by accident, because that's the only way it would happen. I think I will puke up my toenails. That's how bad it is. Um, Not only that, I don't want to see him have more rings than his brother. I I don't want to see that. So I have the Green Bay Packers making the Super Bowl, taking on the Oakland Raiders. 
Very nice, Sonny. So Raiders, Packers, Super Bowl. I tell you, I think that'll be it'll be pretty clear if that happens who tickets, I'd be rooting baby. for in that Super Bowl. <laughs> that was so tickets, baby. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> oh, See the Raiders man. back in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's, that's oh. what the NFL needs. Yeah. I, I, and not, not only that, I think I'm in full agreement with you. But now you have the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots in the, in the, are in the Super Bowl. Who do you think wins it? Well, um, oh, God. You're going to make me say it, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I, I And I'm I'm glad you're not falling for it. So, yeah, it, it, it hurts. So just as much as I had to puke up my toenails on the green, uh, the uh, Giants making the NFC Championship, you have to suck this up. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to believe it. But it's like we were just talking about with the uh, with the Patriots. You know, if they find themselves in a hole again in the Super Bowl, and it happens to be against the Packers, they're yep. coming back from it. They're not going to come back, back from to, it. They're not coming no. back from they, that. Yeah, if it's twenty eight three and it's it's Green Bay with that lead, yeah, it's it's done. I mean, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to let that happen. That that Packers team is not going to let it happen. So. You know, I'm I'm kind of stuck now in saying that. Yeah, I I mean I think Green Bay Green Bay has a very good shot to win it all this year. I think, I think, they do. I think they the only good shot. So definitely. Yep. Now I the team that I that I was thinking about was was the team that you picked, the Giants. That's the team that I was thinking about over the. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, but mm-hmm. I think with the uh, with the addition of Sheldon Richardson on defense, um, that right there sets them apart. I think as far as the NFC, because you know you were talking about the Giants having the best defense. It man, it's hard to go against that that defense of the of the Seahawks. You know, with who they have, they just added Richardson. Um, I mean, Bobby Wagner is an animal. I mean, he's probably the best middle linebacker in the in the game today, right there with Luke, right there with Luke in Carolina. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's and a lot of people don't talk about him. See, because when you when you think Seattle Seahawks defense, you're thinking about Lob. Let's be honest. So when you think of Lob, you're thinking about Sherman and. Camp Chancellor and possibly if Earl Thomas is coming back, but you're not thinking about that linebacking crew. So Bobby Wagner nope. is is probably He's the most underrated defensive player in the NFL. Bobby Wagner. Don't forget, don't sleep on this guy, Sonny. He's he's good. He's very good. So I like him. Uh, I like him. Yeah. If that coach, he's good. If that, if that coach, if that coaching, if that coaching up in Seattle wasn't in in jeopardy along with the few players that are the distraction i might have picked them you know that that i might have picked the seahawks over the giants 
but I, I really think it's an infection. I think that whole franchise is infected now. I think there's no way of getting around that. Um, I, and, and, you know, I, I'm not just saying that because I want to be right or hope it ends up happening. But here's the thing. When, when you're the Seattle Seahawks and you look at the history of who you've got, and I and I hate to say it, and I know I'm I know I'm 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 not in the uh, I'm not in the minority to be thinking this way because I know a lot of people think the same way I think about you know Pete Carroll, um, but you know I Pete Carroll's a weasel. Okay, I, I'm sorry he is. He's he's a weasel. He was a weasel when he was over in USC. He's a weasel now, weaseling his way out of taking responsibility or uh, being, you know, you know, getting a hold of his team um, and, and taking care of it. I think sooner or later, you know, what happens is is that when a weasel lives for a long time, what happens is he's able to get sick one time and get time to heal and get better and be the best he can be. But the second time a weasel gets sick, it's hard for him to keep going. And that's what I think. And not only that, I think he's going to get everybody in the coaching staff as the team. I think the cancer of that team is the head coach. I believe it. I think Sherman is a big part of it as well. But what, what do we always say? We always say it all starts at the top. And when you're talking about the field to play, the top is the coach. It's not the, it's not the front office. The front office will put the team together, but what's going to happen out on the football field is right there at the top and with Pete Carroll. And he has affected his team, and I don't think they, they can get out of the way. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they will. But I think they're going to be like the Lions. They're going to be one and done quietly out of it, and I will be ecstatic about the whole thing too. So a combination of me being right and the static that the Seattle Seahawks are not the dominant team anymore, which, you know, I think, you know, I know I, know I am in the uh, minority when I said for the last three or four years I thought the Seattle Seahawks are overrated, but I'm actually worried about another position, Cuervo. I'm worried about their quarterback position. And the reason being is because of the other stuff that's going on there. And – I, I don't know if he's going to be able to be the leader that he needs to be able to be in order to lead that team to make it to the NFC Championship game. And I, I, because of the, all the other personalities that are on this team that are so, you know, so strong in the magnetic field that you got a guy at the quarterback position that should be your leader. And really, in reality, Cuervo, when you look at Seattle – you don't look at Russell Wilson as the full leader of this football team. You look to the defensive side of the ball as being the leader on these teams, and I think that hurts that football team. Well, I mean, <clears throat> but but isn't the way it should be? Isn't that isn't that what we're we're being, I guess, taught, if you will, uh, as far as the game is concerned? The quarterback is the leader of the team. The quarterback is, you know, he's your he's your guess your your point man you know kind of like a point man where right. he's the one that um kind of directs everything so even even on the defensive side and to an extent <clears throat> so <clears throat> i guess i'm just trying to understand what the concern is as far as russell wilson 
uh, goes. Do you feel like he's not vocal enough? Do you feel like he needs to be a little more aggressive? Um, do you feel like he's just not the right guy to be the leader of the team? Like, um, I don't because think the other team, the other teammates will let him be that. I don't think the coaches will let him be that. I think that this is a football team that has the influence of the defensive side first and the rest of the team second. And I think that's where the problem is. Because obviously, let's talk, I mean, we could talk about it all day long, but really in reality, when you talk about every single football team except maybe the Browns, okay, your leader has to be your quarterback. And I don't know, Cuervo, am I wrong? Do you think Russell Wilson is the leader of this football team? Or do you think it's a certain player on the defensive side of the ball that runs his mouth a lot? <laughs> Gee, I wonder who you're referring to, Sonny. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder. Well, hmm. no, <clears throat> I think <clears throat> I think he's the leader of the defensive side of the football. Leader of the defense. Um, although I think, I think he Wagner is. should should really be the the guy on the defense but you know Bobby Wagner's he's quiet he's a quiet guy he's not he's not much of a talker um but I tell you I don't even think Russell Wilson is the is the offensive leader you know who I you honestly know who I think it is I think it's Doug Baldwin Doug Baldwin is a guy that is not afraid to wear his emotion on his sleeve he's not afraid to say what's on his mind and he's done it yeah, I don't know if you ever hear, heard him talk in a in a you know in any type of interview. He doesn't hold back, Sonny. Not one. Yeah, he's just like Sherman. He's just like Sherman. And you know, sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes it it it, it hurts you, but a lot of times it helps you too. So, uh, with that said, that's I don't even think I think to an extent you're correct. Russell Wilson's not even the leader of the football team. I think on the offensive You'd, side, I'm going to say Doug Baldwin's the guy. Well, I'll, I'll t- this is what I'll say. The best 25 seconds or the best 25 seconds in NFL history is when Trent Williams popped Richard Sherman right in the face. It was the best day uh, that he could, because the talker finally got shut up. Now, granted, it was 25 seconds. He kept talking after it, but finally someone smacked this guy in the mouth, which was wonderful. And I like to see that. But then again, you know, I'm Sonny Clark. I don't like punks. Okay, straight out, I don't like punks. Now, some people would say, well, Sonny, don't you think Trent Williams' move was a punk move? Yeah, I do, but sometimes I think the other punk deserved it more. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) kind of look at it that way. Um, But, yeah, if you give a second, put in Trent Williams' Uh, and Richard Sherman and Punch and watch the 25 second uh, best day at least in NFL history within the last 10 years uh, right there punching the big mouth and shutting them up is the way you do it he says I'm gonna punch you in the mouth he says go ahead and do it and guess what he does it he pops them good now I, I read all the stories afterwards oh it didn't hurt or anything but it shocked him and you know and, and when you got a guy like that being your oh, supposedly, it hurt, huh? it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt oh, yeah. Sherman. Not physically, physically, it hurt his him. ego. Yep. <laughs> it, yep. it hurt his ego. <laughs> yeah, but that's Absolutely. about that's about it, though. Absolutely, and 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 that right there should have been a realization in my mind 
when I think about Richard, because I always go back to this moment. When someone talks about Richard Sherman, I always go to this moment, okay? And what did he learn from that? He didn't learn anything because you can't shut him up now, uh, which that should have been the thing that shut him up. Not because necessarily that he shouldn't talk, but if you're going to be a leader, you don't need to be a talker. You don't need to be this guy. And I will tell you, when you talk about the NFL and you talk about the, the uh, players that lead their football team, they are not this kind of person. They are not this kind of player. They're not the rapid mouth going. And frankly, it needs to be your quarterback on this team in reality. And, and it, it, it has to be there. And the reason being is, is because you have to let your play be the reason why you're good. And when I think about quarterbacks, I love the quarterback right there in Seattle. I love him. I think, I, I think that this guy, he's moved into the top ten. Russell Wilson has moved into the top ten of quarterbacks. And he's done it with his mouth shut, leading by example. You don't want your team to lead by example with Richard Sherman. I, I'm sorry you don't, but that's what I get when I see Seattle. So it's one of those things. I get caught up in the moment of it being punk more so than being the team. And, I, and on a consistent level, I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are a good football team because of him. Um, it, you know, granted they won Super Bowls, and you know I got I won't take that away from them. And Sherman was a part of it, but I just think the direction of the team on where it is now, it needs to change directions in order for it to get back on track. Sometimes I use the expression. Sometimes you you have to realize that your Garmin is outdated, and you need new maps. Okay. That's what I think about when I think about Seattle and where they're going. Yeah, and it's hard not to think that, Sonny, because of, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you, you know, you got the distractions going on with Pete Carroll uh, and, and, the, uh, and the, uh, the, what really what it is is question of authority with, uh, with Pete Carroll and Sherman and all that stuff, so... You know, anytime that and then throw the, the off-the-field the off the issues. And I'm not talking about their behavior more so than what they're talking about a lot, which is the Colin Kaepernick deal. Okay, there's, still, there's, mm-hmm. there's more than one player on that team that are really making it very vocal, you know, on that football team. And I think that distraction, it's still going on, too. I thought it would stop. I really did. I thought that that distraction would stop two weeks ago. And it's not because they're still talking about it. So, you know, we always – when you talk NFL, you always talk about, well – you don't you don't have a good football team unless you've got a hundred percent dedication to football, and I just don't think they have it up in Seattle. Well, I mean, so you probably you're, you're probably referring to when Michael Bennett did what he did recently. Yep. I, I and by, oh, by the way, let me just point out just really quick. You're right. It is about that. I actually don't even have a problem with the fact that they're kind of defending it. The problem that I have is, is that it's being such a made, make a big deal. And I will say this, that's not Michael Bennett more so than it is Richard Sherman. Just to let you know, although Michael Bennett's doing a lot of talking, 
it's a different kind of talk. Michael Bennett and, and Richard Sherman, they're two different personalities. Um, but I, I, I just think more in the fact that the way and what is being talked about as far as the way Richard Sherman is doing it compared to Michael Bennett, even though he's being a little bit boisterous, it's just not as much as boisterous as it is on Richard, as it is with Richard Sherman. Yeah, Sonia, I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess maybe we look at it maybe a little bit different. Um, yep. Because I, I, I feel like with, with Sherman, you know, a lot of times people go after him and then when he retaliates, it's like, Oh, you know, why, what have you, you know, what, well, what have you got against him? Or like the whole Crabtree thing. I mean, a lot of people don't even, didn't even know it, but I guess, I guess Crabtree was going after, uh, Richard Sherman saying things about him. Like, Oh yeah. I don't know if I it was personal that. or, or what, but to me, my, in my opinion, when Richard Sherman says something or he runs his mouth about something or he, you know, there's a reason behind it. See, and that's the difference, in my opinion, like between him and a guy mean, like Michael Bennett. What's that? Do you mean an agenda? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. There, oh, yeah, there's a purpose. There's a reason behind it. See, but when you got guys like Michael Bennett who just – spit at the mouth for no reason, those are the guys that I have a problem with. You know, if if you have a reasoning behind things that you're saying, uh, then by all means, you know, you, I'm all about it. I'm all about, you know, you retaliating, I guess defending yourself, really. That is what, what Sherman does. But with guys like Michael Bennett who just attack dudes, like no, that's not cool. Like that's I'm not I'm not into that. You know. Got it. And that's and that's what I feel like he did like with the whole Jay Cutler thing. Okay, Martellus Bennett, different story. They played together in Chicago. They had their disagreements. They didn't get along after a while, whatever. So Martellus is gonna run him, run his mouth and talk crap about Cutler. Hey, it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's fine, whatever. They were teammates. But then you got Michael Bennett, like, hiding behind his brother, saying stuff, too. And it's like, mm, how are you even involved in this whole thing? Got it. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So that that's that's who I've got. I mean, not, not Michael Bennett personally, but guys like that, when they do that, that's what I have a problem with. So when dudes smack talk for just to smack talk, mm, I don't know, but but for me, at least what I see from Sherman, there's there's a reason behind it. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know, and there's probably a lot of things that we don't know about that's going on in Seattle because hey, let's be if we're gonna be honest, Sonny, let's be honest. Pete Carroll, you know, I mean, he's been known to to kind of keep hush hush on certain things behind a locker room. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, which is which is why he found his way out of USC. I mean, let's 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 be real, eh? That's what we do on this show. We keep it real. We keep it one hundred percent honest. So, you know, what's really going on up in Seattle? You know, everybody's pointing the finger at the players, but let's 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 not forget what this coach is known for. Yep, 
Exactly, and 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 I that's the part I have not forgotten about it, it, the realization of who their coach is, and 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 it kind of rolls that way whenever I think about Seattle as well. So, but right. definitely, definitely. So, well, my man, as I I, I was a little bit late, we still have to get off at one because I do have to go in and make a uh, a showing at work so uh we, we got it all set do you, you want to say the green bay packers are going to win the super bowl before you got there or you just want to make uh, mm. <laughs> i know it, it, it's one of those tough ones i get it i get it, it it's hard so i have the oakland raiders the champions of the super bowl Cuervo's as the Super Bowl champions uh, this year. Oh. We'll find out. It all starts next week, week number one of the NFL, 9 a.m. kickoff Central Standard Time here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll do it next week. Everybody have a good week. We'll, well, have a good Thursday night if you like that Thursday night thing. If not, if you don't like the Thursday night thing, wait till Sunday. Get on with us at 9 a.m. We're out of here. Everybody take care. Bye-bye.